Shabbat Shalom. Who knows what period of time we're in on the Jewish calendar? Anyone? Decide Shabbat. Shabbat. <laughs> Has a name right now. We just what? We just passed the 17th of Tammuz. That's good. And we're before something else. So what's that in-between time called? Consolation. Hmm? Yes, we're, we're on the way um, to Tisha B'Av. So we're between the 17th of Tammuz, which is when what happened? Anyone know? The walls of the, of the city of Jerusalem were, were broken by the, the Roman army. And then the, on the Tisha B'Av, on the 9th of Av, the temple was destroyed. And it took three weeks the tradition teaches for the army to get all the way to the temple. So it's a sort of sad time of year. And this in-between period, this three weeks, is called Ben Hamitzarim, between the straits. Anyone recognize the word Mitzarim? Sounds like Mitzrayim, also Egypt. That's where we get the drash that, that Egypt is like a narrow place. We come, Saurus. Saurus, right. The word Saurus in there. Anyone know the word Saurus? Oi, right? <laughs> you should know that word. Say Saurus. It's what happens to Jews when we get uncomfortable. <laughs> so um, this is a period of mourning in the Jewish calendar. And um, we're not just mourning the loss of the temple, but we are mourning the loss of a whole way of life, a whole universe of meaning, a whole way of being Jewish. Sacrifices in the temple, priests, the whole thing. That was how we existed in the world and it all was destroyed. And the tradition calls on us to mourn. But Judaism also teaches that the, this period that we were mourning was actually not perfect. The reason that the temple was destroyed, according to the rabbis in the Talmud, was because of sinat chinam, baseless hatred, hatred for no reason amongst ourselves that it was a society that even though they were doing religiously everything they were supposed to do with the sacrifices and the priests and all of that, that there was tremendous hatred. And it was hatred that led to the destruction of society. After the destruction, we are taught that a couple of things happen. First, liturgically, the Jewish calendar, seven weeks after the ninth of Av, what comes? Rosh Hashanah. Beautiful, right? Destruction leads to renewal eventually. And so we actually live through that process of like things fall apart, but then there's this time of starting over. So already we're starting to point ourselves towards the high holy days. If you haven't joined the temple yet, do so now so you can get tickets. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> we want to see you here with all your source. Um, also, if we look at Jewish history, we see that the destruction of the temple actually led to a whole new way of doing Judaism. It led to rabbinic Judaism. Sacrifice was replaced with prayer and study, and Judaism no longer had to exist only in one place in Jerusalem, but it could happen anywhere in the world, like right outside of the Presidio in San Francisco. Right? Here we are, because... A long time ago, people figured out how to take this thing that only happened one way and radically change it and make it different so that it could be portable. 
in so many ways you could argue that the Judaism that came as a result of that destruction, the Judaism that we have today, despite how painful the loss of the temple was for our people, was also in some ways a stronger Judaism. It was the Judaism that our people needed as things were falling apart. Like, it turns out that a temple with a big barbecue in the middle wasn't actually serving the spiritual needs of our people anymore. And we needed something different. But if that's true, if what we had before wasn't actually working and it ended because of hatred, why do we mourn it? Why do we remember it in our calendar? Why do we spend spiritual energy on that past? Let's step away from that story for a moment. If you're brave enough, I want you to raise your hand if in your own life you have ever had a moment when everything fell apart. Okay, so first look around and notice you're not alone. <laughs> right? Moments of universe ending actually happen to people too. Looks like most of the people in this room have been through something like that. I know I have. So now, if you're willing to go there with me, I'd like you to close your eyes and think about that moment of falling apart. And if it's, if it's right now, I'm, I'm sorry, and I love you, and I want to hear about it. I actually mean that. Um, and I want to ask you three questions about it. Who were you before that happened? What gave you the strength to survive that hard moment in your life? And who are you as a result of that experience? In what ways are you more you? You can open your eyes. The story of our people, the story of Judaism, is actually not so different than our own stories. Part of the work of remembering and mourning the temple is to teach us that life, as our teacher and friend says, crashes. While terribly painful, these crashes can also be so important in the stories of who we are. When we mourn, the aim is actually not to bring back what was lost. That's not what mourning does, but rather to help us become who we need to become in a world that is now different. I want to say that again. Mourning is not a project of recovering the past. It's helping us become different for the future. That we come from people who have had to time and time again totally reinvent who we are and then call that new thing traditional that's chutzpah, <laughs> is actually a bold and radical statement about what it is to be human. And of course, we can apply the same idea to society today. In so many ways, we look around at our country, and it seems like we are in the midst of a destruction. Many of the sacred temples of our society seem to be coming down. 
and in no small part because of hatred. Children being separated from parents, a policy that was an affront to everything Judaism stands for, the erosion of LGBT rights that seems to be expected, the normalization of racism, of neo-Nazi ideology. It's a hard moment. In the midst of this, and in the midst of our own personal stories, Judaism teaches that out of this, something very good can come. It can come if you and I are like our ancestors were, brave enough to know that the project is not actually just to recover what we had or what it seems like we're losing. It's not to protect the past. It's bolder than that. The real joy and the real future is found in building what we've only been able to dream of so far. When we experience destruction in our own lives or in our society, Judaism propels us into radical creation. Judaism teaches that out of destruction can come something more powerful and more human and more holy than what we had before. And we, we, this generation of Jews, we are charged with creating a new universe in the wake of what falls. So for all of us in our lives, and for all of us living in this crazy moment, our task is to imagine the most whole, healed, nourished, loved, and loving versions of ourselves and each other and our world, and to reach for it. In the face of so much senseless hatred, in the face of our own private stories of loss and suffering, we still dare to love and to demand a world of love and to not settle for just preserving what was, but to know that what is in our hearts, what we imagine at our most private moments of what could really be possible, is actually possible. Shabbat Shalom.